0: Locked on Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Wednesday, December 15th, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that loves a good old fashioned hat trick. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers to keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at R. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. And today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. On today's show, we're going to talk about last night's game versus the New Jersey Devils, which was quite a victory, I must say. Then we will get into some NHL updates about the Olympics and COVID. A lot happened yesterday. And then we will answer some mailbag questions. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Russ. So the Flyers uh, certainly did what we asked them to do on yesterday's show when we talked about them winning winnable games. And boy, did they, six to one over the New Jersey Devils. And I gotta say, like, we weren't so sure they would be able to pull something like this off, but they did.
0: Yeah, it was um, a really good effort. I mean, they they were skating really good right out of the gate. Uh, they got the lead. They, you know, did have some some glitches in the early going. And, and I think the um, Carter Hart's good play and the Devils missing on some power play chances didn't help them. Apparently, the Devils, like, lead the league. And like chances and crossbars. And guess what? It doesn't really matter if it doesn't go in. And so at the end of the day, I think that that helped sort of open the door for the Flyers kind of to step on their throat in a way to, to open up the throttle on the offense. And Cam Atkinson has these games where he's just absolutely red hot. And I I, I'll be talking about that on a future show, but he, um, he really does have a way of doing this. And so he, He took over the game and I think everybody else followed and those kinds of games are big to kind of, you know, get them on the right track. I still need to see like more consistency, but this is, you know, a big win.
1: I think you're spot on there. And with Cam Atkinson, you know, you might have had just this little sneaking like lump in the back of your throat after he missed on those two breakaways Mm -hmm. and like maybe it wasn't going to happen for him. But he just like came back with a vengeance and scored two more at that point. So I think he was definitely just on one in the game last night. I thought the other main thing for me in this game was how active the defense was. I thought they played smart but got involved offensively in a, a really good way. You saw Sanheim and Braun with goals. Ristelainen was really active too and was a huge part of you know, at least a few of mm-hmm. the scoring plays. So I was really impressed with the defensive effort offensively overall, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does. I mean, the defense was really good. And, you know, Sandheim is another guy that, you know, I'll talk more about down the road, but his his offensive chances are getting better because of Ristolainen for sure. And that's something that really does open up the offense a little bit because if they can get some scoring from their blue line, which they really hadn't been getting, that does take some of the brunt off the forwards, so that's that was a big deal.
1: Yeah, and I thought just the forwards and defense played cohesively in a way that they've been building on for the past couple of games, but really, I think it kind of came into fruition to a large degree in this game where there was really good puck support from the forwards on D and you know, like we were just talking about, there was really good offensive support from the defensemen and it just felt like there was a more cohesive game being played out there.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a more cohesive game. I think Yo's got them going the right way. As far as that goes, Uh, they're, they're doing it shorthanded on the bench in a way like shorthanded experience wise. They have the right number of bodies and, hey, you know, the Devils, they, they had some guys. I mean, Zaka was a minus four. Hughes was a minus four. So they really uh, they demoralized them and prevented a season sweep. So that was good, too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I was a little worried in the second period when P.K. Subban scored that goal. It made it 3-1 because the Flyers have notoriously had very difficult second periods this season. Yeah. And I was really glad to see them kind of get it back together after that goal. And I think that was also a really good sign for me.
0: They did get it back together and and they had a lot of composure and you know, they stuck to their system. This was a, a game where they really did stick to their system the entire game. We haven't seen a lot of those this year, but this was one that they did, and, and they, you get the best possible results. So, you know, it just hopefully it reinforces for them, like, hey, if we, you know, continue to do this, then, you know, we could beat a lot of teams out there.
1: You know, you were talking about a few of the Devils that were having rough games. I thought they did have a rough game overall, a little sloppy. And Mm -hmm. I think that was, you know, partially due to what the Devils were doing. But also I thought the Flyers did a good job with dealing with their speed, like we talked about, in terms of shorter passes and, like, coming with speed through the neutral zone in a way that they just haven't.
0: Yeah, I think they they were doing that. And I do think they had their... um... Their defensemen on their heels, I think they did take advantage of some of their younger defensemen, like Ty Smith. And so, and look, and Subban is much slower than he used to be, too. So I think if you can catch them that way, that is a good way to get him because uh, they, they're a team that does try and get the puck out of their end quickly. But, you know, they, they weren't able to get it as easily tonight. Like, the Flyers did win some, some battles, and they did seem to have a lot of jump that sometimes they don't have.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Mike Yo said before the game that he wanted a more physical approach to this game. And I really think they delivered. Everybody was just with it on that front. I think, you know, maybe Risto went over the edge that one time when he got called. But um, overall, I think it was smart, aggressive play.
0: It was smart, aggressive play. They Yeah, they probably did take it a little too far at times. And But, you know, if you do get somebody like Konechny playing on his edge, then you will get the best play out of him. So this was one where they didn't lose uh, in the penalty box because they got overly aggressive, and maybe they learned something with that because in previous games they would just, you know, have a parade to the penalty box and really just be shorthanded a lot of the time, which would hurt them later in the game. That didn't happen this time.
1: No, and the one thing about it is that, you know, the Devils had four power play opportunities and were 0 for 4, so that was good for the Flyers' PK, but the one thing is you can't criticize the Flyers' power play this game because they didn't have one.
0: Right. I mean, it was an odd thing that, you know, and, and again, while the power play is getting a little better, you do wonder how their how their psyche is if they all of a sudden get a power play or two and don't do anything what does that do to the rest of the game because that used to derail them so that didn't happen tonight and you know they get the two points
1: yeah and i think you know you alluded to this in terms of them holding on to the lead but i really felt like in the third period you know you have a five to one lead at at one point in the game and you start to slow the game down a little bit but in many instances the Flyers would have been turtling, right? Where they were just mm-hmm. under a barrage of shots. And the Devils did have more shots in the third period than the Flyers did, but again, they're more in desperation mode at that point. And I just thought that they played safe but smart, which is much different than I think we've seen from them typically.
0: Yeah, I think the um it was like a safe but smart approach. I think they they did realize that Hey, we, we've got this game where we want it. Let's not screw it up. And I do feel like some of that was at play, and then I do feel like at times they got a, you know aggressive offensively, and you know, if they can do that, they have some of the players that, that could really you know, put them ahead in games. This one, you know the devils, the one thing about the devils is if they fall behind by too much, they, they do generally throw their hands up. They really aren't good at comeback.
1: That is a fair point. Well, Mike Yo said after the game that you know, he wanted to build on this game with the added confidence and having a good game at home was super important to them, and uh, I-, I think they accomplished that.
0: They definitely delivered on that, and that was good for the home fans that, that were there. They got a treat. Got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal origin oils are renowned at the best feel in beard products available. All products are Fair Trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel good on the skin. We took a step back on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beer to the other companies. You've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON. Get you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off.
1: This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than that, and that's Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, and covered in chocolate. But at the same time, it's amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Bill Bar is delicious and healthy, and there's so many flavors to choose from. You will have a hard time picking one. Are you gonna have the raspberry or mint brownie, the cherry or double chocolate? There's also cookies and cream and peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse, you never know when you're gonna need it. Wanna cozy up with something warm? Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. You let it melt a little bit and you give that hot chocolate a little bit of Bilt Bar flavor. It's so delicious. And if you like those marshmallow treats around the holidays, get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. So go to built.com and use the promo code locked15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts. Listen to Lockdown Now on your favorite podcast platform or watch it on YouTube. All right, Russ, so thanks got dicey in the NHL yesterday. (laughs) I think the news was just coming in fast and furious related to the COVID situation and Flyers were not left out of it, although we didn't know that until after the game last night, but talking about how things started out, where we knew that there were positive cases on the Flames uh, in Carolina, on the Bruins and Canucks, they had postponed a Wild versus Canes game, Uh, Calgary postponed a bunch of games uh, because they didn't want to cross the border and get stuck in the U.S. uh, with the number of positive cases that they've had or any potential new ones and uh yeah it it was not looking good
0: no it wasn't and yeah it's one of these things now that again I do have to kind of ask the question are these teams masking up in the locker rooms in between periods are these I, I don't think everybody's masking up as much as they they should be I think everybody has sort of just taken it for granted that we got this under control and hey, we're all vaccinated, so it's all good. And I think we're seeing a rate of transmission that's a little bit scary because now it's, I don't know, I heard a number that I think it's like 28 players as of the other day and it's rising. And so that's something where I think they really do have to sort of lock it down. I did see uh, Blackwood on the bench with a mask. I think that's the first time I've seen some uh, backup goalie with a mask, right? We haven't seen that. So I
1: noticed that too. It was just like, oh, that's new and different.
0: But why hasn't that been going on all along? Like, you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to say, hey, we, you know, we've got all these protocols and everything's going great, but I don't think they were all being used to, you know, to the nth degree
1: was concerned before the game uh, on the flyer side of things because you know knock on wood the flyers have been pretty untouched by everything thus far and you know uh I think it was Charlie O'Connor that asked Mike Yo in the pregame presser about everything going on around the league and you know he Mike Yo basically said I've been so busy I haven't had the chance to pay attention to everything But, you know, we can't allow this to be a distraction for us that other teams have the luxury with the points cushion in the standings or feel good about their game. We've got a lot of work to do. So we got to make sure we're not being blinded by any distractions and keep focusing on what's ahead of us. And that's yeah. but I
0: I disagree with that. I mean,
1: no, I know. And that, that was very concerning.
0: That's a lot of hubris there.
1: Yeah. And so I was very relieved to hear him at least acknowledge after the game when they talked about Morgan Frost being pulled Mm -hmm. from the game. And I had a feeling that's what
0: happened. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I think that was kind of the speculation once he was gone and you looked at replays and there was no discernible injury. So, you know, when that came out after the game. I don't think anybody was surprised by it, but it it was good to see Mike Yo kind of backtrack on what he had said pregame a little bit and say, "Oh, you know, we are taking this seriously and, you know, we'll follow whatever protocols or changes or anything that we need to do moving forward." But I'll tell you, I was not thrilled with what he said pregame.
0: No, because I mean, again, all you have to do is lose a couple more players and, you know, Mike Yo is going to be challenged like he hasn't been challenged before this season. So that's something where he probably, the light bulb did probably go on. But again, he should never, the fact that he had that in his mind does also reinforce to me that a lot of it was being ignored by a lot of teams. Just like, hey, you know, the league's handling it, we're doing our part, you know, let's move on, let's get back to regular hockey. And you can't. You can't do that. You can't do it going into the winter, you can't do it when you're indoors.
1: I do wonder what that means for the game in Montreal on Thursday, because as we know, Canada often has different regulations and requirements and quarantine and, and all of that. And I know I'm sure everybody's going to take a test probably right now. <laughs> take, as we're well, it means Morgan post-game. Frost won't
0: be playing there. We're, we're sure of right. that.
1: That's for sure. But I'm sure they'll all be tested again tomorrow. They'll be tested again. I don't know if they, they're going to want to go across the
0: border. No, I think the game will happen. I don't think they're at the point yet. Uh, will as of like the end of the month, will that be the case? Maybe not. like if I actually, if I were the NHL I, again, slippery slope with everything else that's going on, but I would try and avoid in the next couple of weeks as much going over the border as possible. I would postpone all of those games on both sides of it and just wait until it dies down, but they probably won't do that either.
1: Well, you know, we could have that Olympic break to make up some of those games.
0: I heard Ray Ferraro on um, Drinks with Banks with Julie Stewart Banks, somebody I know, and he's acting like, hey, the players will love to get three weeks off. And I felt like, you know, calling into the show or messaging Julie, and, and this is after the fact, but I felt like doing that saying, hey, wait, Ray, you do understand they're not getting three weeks off. They're not gonna be on a beach for three weeks. They'll get a week off and then they're gonna start having to make up games that were postponed. I don't think he was getting that.
1: Do you think there's any chance of them like reinstituting the taxi squad?
0: Not yet. There must be something. This is the this the cynic in me says they must not have done it for a cost reason. Because I guess if you had somebody on a taxi squad, you're probably paying them an NHL rate. That's my guess. So I think they're going to wait on that as long as they possibly can, because otherwise then I think they end up having more guys that they have to pay, owners, that mean. So I, I, I don't know if the owners really want to do that.
1: Pierre Lebrun said there was a call last night with medical advisors in the league to discuss potential options, so we'll see. For now, a pause is not being considered, but uh, things are looking more and more dire on the Olympic side just because of that potential three to five week quarantine for a positive case in China. But, you know, they're still not saying anything. Uh, Bill Guerin was named GM of Team USA with uh, Chris Drury as the assistant GM. And, uh, you know, they're planning for multiple eventualities.
0: They're going to go no matter what. It's just a matter of are they going with NHLers or are they going with the star NHLers or are they just going with NHLers that want to play? It could get to that point. Uh, Connor McDavid was interviewed and he said it was unsettling about the five week potential quarantine. Because, again, you know, a lot of people felt like there was just going to be this like NHL jet. And if players get COVID, they just magically get flown back over to the U.S. and they don't have to abide by the law there. But they're going to have to abide by the law there. And so that's where I think players because now they're not going to get preferential treatment, are really thinking about it, and they're probably hearing from their families, uh, you know, you get stuck over there for five weeks. Good luck to you, because that's going to be the worst five weeks of your life. And so I think that is going to keep away the big stars, because the big stars know they'll be in the next Olympics. You know, maybe like someone like Crosby isn't, but, you know, he's been there before, and he's won before. So I just think a lot of them are going to look at this and, and not want to go. Now, I know the U.S., team is saying that so far they only have one player that doesn't want to go. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's going to snowball too. I think that's just the start of it. So I fully expect them to play this long game uh, until January 10th, until they actually start backing out, because that's, that's the first deadline. Now, the NHL will pay, you know, that fine, right, that we talked about. But I think that's when you'll start hearing things in certain terms For some reason, I think players are coming out and answering the questions now, hoping that the five weeks will change. That's, and I don't think it's going to change, but I think that's what they're hoping.
1: Yeah, good luck getting China to change their minds on (laughs) it. I know. Well, we will get to a few mailbag questions coming up next, but... If you're thinking about making bets on sports, BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Russ, we have time for a few questions on today's show. So the first one I think is an interesting one. Who would be an out of the box choice for an assistant coach?
0: Out of the box choice for an assistant coach. Uh, I mean, they could go with somebody that is like recently retired. Like they can go with someone like, hey, Simone Gagne, you know, come on down and you know let's let's get you involved in in coaching. But I don't think they'll do that. Uh, and I think they would need more of a defensive player to do the defensive side. Anyhow. You know, I, I don't really have a great short list of guys. I mean, again, my best, you know, try and get someone out of retirement like Terry Murray just to do it for the rest of the year. I mean, that would be a good thing to do if they could find somebody like that that's willing to just kind of gut it out. But otherwise, I hope they have a list because, you know, my list isn't great.
1: Yeah, I think it's a different conversation if you're looking for a fill-in for the remainder of this season or you're looking for somebody who's going to stick around. I, I This would never, ever, ever happen, but I have to say it because it is my personal hope, wish, and dream for my life. But I would love Caroline Uyat and Julie Chu to get convinced to move to the Philadelphia area together, which they won't do, I know. But <laughs> if they could be like a tandem assistant huh. coaching team I think that would be tremendous because they're both very good at what they do
0: yeah no question I mean two good minds I've interviewed them but it's not gonna happen no
1: all right Russ so who from the Flyers would you vote for in the all-star fan vote and our options are Drew Couturier and Cam Atkinson I mean right
0: now it would be Atkinson because he's the real fire starter on the team Couturier is having a good season uh, you can make a good argument for him. It's not like Giroux having a bad season, but I I probably wouldn't give it to Giroux. It would be Atkinson or Couturier, and I just feel like it's probably just Atkinson. I think at the end of the day, he has probably been the one guy on the team that's had most impact on his own in, you know, the most games.
1: I think I agree with you in, like, my head, but my heart says vote for Claude Giroux just because I want him to have all the good things.
0: <laughs> I and
1: I don't know if going to the All-Star Game is a good thing for him. Maybe he wants to stay home and you send Cam and then everybody's happy.
0: I mean, he used to enjoy the All-Star Game. I know that because I've covered him. But I, I he probably would rather have off.
1: Yeah. All right, Russ, this is a good one for you especially. Uh, based on Team USA's World Junior Camp, who are the guys to keep an eye on?
0: For World Junior Camp, I mean, Jake Sanderson, Ottawa's um, pick is probably the best of... Defenseman in the tournament, Matty Beniers, uh from the Seattle Kraken has just been unbelievable. He he's really a almost like a man among boys. He's he's that advanced in his game. So you know you you had those two right off the bat. Uh, Brock Faber, who is a defenseman for the Kings organization, is another one who is getting really close to to being an NHLer and and close to being an elite defenseman. So that's He's another guy you look at that way. Uh, I did like the way Chaz Lucius looked. Uh, he was playing oh, well.
1: That one hurts. I know I, <laughs> he just was a guy that I wanted for the Flyers as well.
0: Yeah, but he's, I, hope he's,
1: he's, I hope he does well.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it for your team at that, at that point. So, um, you know, you can root for him for that short period of time and not feel any guilt. Uh, Logan Cooley, who... You know, I think he can go as high as five in the draft, especially with a good world juniors Is a young centerman who I think he's going to be second line center. And he he's got some crazy good skill, too. So I I think that's a a fair amount of guys. But this is a very well-rounded team. And really, I think the only thing that could derail them would be bad goaltending.
1: Well, Team USA should be a lot of fun to follow at this year's tournament. I certainly am looking forward to it. So those are some good names to, to check out. All right, last question. Will Elliot Denoye play a key role with Team Canada?
0: You know, I'm beginning to think he will. I, I think it'd be nice to see him get power play time. If he can get power play time, he's definitely going to have an impact. But he does have the, uh, the skill that he could sort of open things up on the ice, and if he could do that early on, we've seen Canada move guys up, move them up pairing-wise. Uh, we saw that happen with uh, Kale McCarr back in the day when they won gold, and we'll, we probably could see it again with Denoye, but, you know, like, probably to start, you know, he'll end up being, like, on the fourth line or something ridiculous, and he's probably going to have to prove his way, but I think he can do it.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think that you know, given how his camp went and, and what his trajectory is, I think they're going to have no choice but to play him more than maybe you would have thought even a few months ago.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest overlooked thing in camp was um, when camp didn't matter, the regular Flyers that were there to kind of like get the season going, just kind of scrimmaging, wanted Denoyer Denoye in that scrimmage.
1: That's always a good sign. All right. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. Of course, it's the Cam Atkinson hat trick. Uh, cannot argue with that.
0: Hard to argue, even though a hat costs 30 bucks now. But if you have an old <laughs> one, if, it's tough. Listen, there's like a financial commitment to the game. Now there's a financial commitment to throw your hat on the ice, eh, you know, but I get it.
1: Well, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We'll be back again tomorrow with a really fun preview of our matchup versus Montreal with our good friends over at Locked On Canadians. And we'll be doing a prospect profile on a name that will sound somewhat familiar to you, uh, Zechariah Wisdom. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email the show at lockdownflyers@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R. Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
0: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
1: Now that you've listened to our show, make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.